everyone, welcome to another episode of Crypto Chats. I'm your host, Kenzie Gleason, and before we get started today, I do have a pretty important announcement I want to make um, for you guys. Uh, so some of you may already know this. If you don't already know it, then here you go. Um, but in three weeks from today, actually, um, it's Wednesday now. I know this comes out on Thursday, but it's currently Wednesday. Three weeks from today, I will be moving across the country. Um, I'm moving out of New England which is huge for me, um, and I'm going to be moving to Texas. Um, I'm very excited. I, I am just, you know, counting down the days at this point. I am incredibly thrilled um, for this big life move. Um, but <laughs> because it is such a big life move, I will be taking... Um, a couple months off of doing crypto chats um, and producing this podcast just because there are so many moving parts to this move. Um, you know, I'm sitting in my bedroom right now where I record and my, you know, good majority, three quarters of my belongings are packed away in boxes and, you know, I've got some open ones that I'm rearranging to, you know, make way for the rest of my belongings. So, um, so there, there's a lot. Uh, a lot going on in that aspect. So unfortunately, this will be the last new episode of Crypto Chats for at least the next month and a half, um, maybe two months. I kind of would like to get completely settled into my new routine before I tried um, adding the, the extra layer of producing a podcast as well. Um, and I'm sure you guys can all understand uh, as this is like such a, a normal thing that so many people do. Um, but it is so overwhelming and there's just so much, so much that goes on with it. So that being said, um, I really am excited about today's episode. Um, it was, I stumbled upon it kind of on accident and then was like, wait, this is a really cool story. Um, so hopefully that'll make up for the fact that you will be without new Crypto Chats episodes for a couple months. Um, like I said, I'm hoping it's a little bit less than that. Uh, but we'll just, it's, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. Um, so don't say I didn't warn you if it ends up being a little bit longer. Um, because this is, like I said, such a huge move for me. Um, so let's get into this week's episode. Um, I'm going to talk about Raystown Ray. Uh, yeah, let's get into it. Since 1962, the residents surrounding Raystown Lake in Pennsylvania have reported seeing a large shadowy serpent swimming around the depths of the man-made lake. The lake was originally developed for a hydroelectric project, but was co-opted by the state and the lake building effort was completed in 1973. The original plan featured a dam that was uh, destroyed in 1971 to give us what we see as Raystown Lake today. Sorry, there's a little R's in this one. The very first reported sighting of Raystown Ray was in 1962, a few years prior to the destruction of the dam. The report simply stated that a resident of the area had seen a very large, too large to fit with what was known to live in the lake at the time, shadowy figure swimming alongside the dam. Um, a couple years later, as you know, the dam was destroyed to make way for um, the rest of the river, which if I remember correctly is about eight miles long or something. Um, you should definitely Google what Raystown Lake looks like, though, because it kind of looks like a big snaky serpent. It's kind of cool. All of those involved in the investigation of Ray have come to the same educated consensus about the creature and its lifestyle habits. 
Raystown Ray is somewhere between 50 to 60 feet long, which is huge, with a very long neck similar to that of Nessie. Um, it only surfaces from the from early April until the end of the summer and is definitely an herbivore since the lake is void of any large animals that could serve as a primary food source. Um, now, with a lot of like man-made lakes, they will actually go and like put fish in them. Um, so that part of it is is interesting to me because if they are stalking this lake, with fish, um, you know, especially in like high tourist areas, like, you know, there's a pond not that far away from where I live that they stock with fish so people can go and fish. Um, it's interesting to me that, that this creature has been observed to be strictly an herbivore, um, despite there being other fish specifically in there for it to eat. Um, but some of the like research and stuff that I like use as a resource for this episode, um, was like very very specific about there being no creatures such as like otters um in that lake zone in that area for you know a creature this big to feast on so just saying uh locals and those who have encountered ray have claimed that the monster is gentle and relate it back to a manatee which i think is interesting Raystown Ray has never been known to hurt or attack any swimmers or boaters, but there have been tons of reports of sudden extreme turbulence from boaters, as well as large shadows and corresponding underwater waves or ripples um, from something large moving through the water near swimmers. So just imagine you're like, you're swimming in a lake, someone's like, hey, oh yeah, by the way, there's a like really gentle, large uh, lake monster in this lake and you're like yeah okay whatever man and you're swimming around <clears throat> and then you feel the ripple the wake of something super large swimming up next to you that would be that's a nightmare to me i don't like that uh that sounds really legitimately terrifying but i am also one of those people that gets like really freaked out when a fish touches my foot like in the water um, even though I'm like, I'm going into your home, this is where you belong, I do not necessarily belong in here, it still freaks me out. So I can't imagine being in the water in any way, whether it's swimming or boating and like seeing the after effects of a creature that large moving through. I think it would freak me out. Anyway, moving on. There have been numerous documented sightings of Ray anywhere from 1944 uh, to as recent as 2021, and an unusually large amount of photographs have actually been captured of this supposed lake monster. Now, if you Google Raystown Ray, you will be led to the official Raystown Ray website that has documentation of a lot of these sightings, which these sightings that I'm about to read to you came from that website, um, as well as a whole collection of pictures and the history of Raystown Ray, which I think is really cool. I don't think there's enough like websites dedicated specifically to regional cryptids. So I really liked that. I thought that was really neat, but it's also a nice resource if you're looking for all of this information in one spot. And that link will be in the show notes. Um, so if you're interested, you can just follow it there. Um, so I'm going to read to you guys a couple of sightings of uh, Raystown Ray. Um, this first one is from either 2005 or 2006. The man who submitted the sighting could not remember specifically the year. Um, <clears throat> it was back in early May around 2005 or 2006. I was camping at the campgrounds at Raystown Lake. 
Having camped there many years in the past with my family, this time I was alone, I had never heard about Ray. As had been my normal routine, first thing in the morning, around 7 a.m., I would go for a swim on the south side of the camp area called the Bow. This was the first time there was no one else in the area, because houseboats usually like to come there because of the no-wake zone. As I was swimming, I looked up and saw something swimming ahead. It was coming from the larger part of that area from my left into the smaller cove area. When I saw it, I stopped and tread water watching. I couldn't figure out what it was. I first thought it was a deer or a bear because of the wake following it after it seemed really big. Then it did something I've never heard about a deer or a bear doing. It dived down and then came up again while swimming straight. When it came up, I noticed it noticed me treading water and turned towards me and started coming my way. I stayed treading water until it got about halfway to me and then it dived under again while coming towards me. That's when I took off swimming back towards the campground area. Because I thought whatever it was could outswim me, I decided to go to the shore, but could not totally get out of the water due to the high bank along the water. After standing with a 30-pound rock in my hand for what seemed like forever, I noticed the thing swam back to where I first saw it. I waited, thinking it would come up to the shore and climb out, but it never did. I swam back to my camp area and never went back in until the next year when my son and I went camping. I don't scare easily, but this got my attention. Now, I think that is really interesting because um, usually this man did what I think most people do in these kinds of encounters. They first go to, oh, it's probably a deer. Maybe it's a bear. It's definitely something that I've seen before swimming in the water. And then the gear started to turn as the situation changed. Um, And, you know, he ended up saying, I don't think it's a deer. I don't think it's a bear because I've never seen either of those animals be able to do something like what I'm doing or what I'm seeing. Um, And I think that's that's really interesting, especially because you've got somebody who wouldn't normally, I think, have bought into the idea of a serpent um, just based on the way he told this story. Uh, but the conclusion is that maybe he thinks there might be one. Um, I think that's pretty neat. As a sighting in total, that would scare me. If I was in that situation, I would be scared. So good for this guy for getting out of the water, because I truly honestly think I would have just panicked and stayed in it um, and then probably drowned. But anyway, moving on. Um, This next sighting is from a man named Mike from 2008. I heard about this Raystown Ray a few years ago and thought it was just a hoax to get more people to the lake. But after Sunday, August 3rd, I'm not so sure that he doesn't exist. It was 7.15pm and we just loaded the jet skis and started to dry them off. My girlfriend jokingly said, look, it's Raystown Ray. And I looked to see what she was talking about and saw a neck and a head sticking out about three to four feet out of the water and it was striding toward a boat that was coming into the no-wake zone at the seven points. We watched it for about three minutes. We saw a wake in the water from its neck, and about 15 to 20 feet behind that wake was another wake, but we couldn't see what was causing that second wake. It disappeared the closer it got to the boat. My mom, dad, girlfriend, and I all saw this thing. If it wasn't Raystown Ray, I would like to know what it was. So that one is interesting to me too because that's not just one person, it's, you know, four people all saw this thing, um, and then, you know, this, this girl makes a joke of, hey, look, it's Raystown Ray, and the way that it's phrased, it doesn't seem like she was scared, she's just like, haha, hey, look, that's what it is, um, but the addition of seeing the neck and the head 
sticking out of the water is really interesting to me, um, especially when you add in the fact that there was this super long wake um, and then another one, you know, 20 feet behind that, that seemed to be coming from the same animal. Um, I, I wish that there was more to that. I wish that maybe these people had stayed around a little bit, checked it out a little bit more. But you know what? I'll take it because that's pretty cool. Um, and I'm gonna just going to reiterate this to you guys. Um, again, there are a lot of documented sightings on the Raystown Ray website. Um, so these two came from that website. Um, I pulled one long one and one short one because I just knew that I would not want to read another super long one. Uh, but there are some other super interesting ones on there, and I definitely recommend you go and check them out. <clears throat> so, um, in 2010, the sci-fi TV show Factor Faked actually investigated Raystown Ray on their own. Um, they set out on a boat in the middle of the night uh, using sonar recordings, flashlight, a large carp fish as bait, uh, which is interesting to me because everybody was under the, you know, general consensus assumption that Ray was an herbivore. Um, that was kind of, you know, completely decided. Uh, I mean, it is speculation, but um, it seems as though the people that have investigated that area for a while maybe do have like a little bit of something to back it up. Anyway, um, so they brought this large fish as bait, and then they even went as far as to do a night dive. The team um, came incredibly close to recreating one of the photos of the supposed lake serpent with a floating log, but considering all the volume of reported sightings and photographs that could not be explained um, so easily as with a floating log, they decided that the story was credible and left with the opinion that there very well could be a large lake monster living in Raystown Lake. Um, I think that's pretty neat. You know, you got a, a team of people a little bit more equipped to go in and investigate this, this creature. Um, and their overall opinion at the end is that it's credible. It's a real thing. Um, there very well could be this large serpent-like creature living in this super long stretch of lake. I think that's really neat. Um, and I, I've said this a thousand times, but you guys know me. I like to believe that everything is real. Um, but it, it's nice sometimes to like encounter some of these situations where, you know, you've got people who have the right tools, who have the right, uh, means to go in and do a, a more thorough investigation and have them come back and be like, oh no, they, uh, we think there's probably something there. That's really cool to me. I really like that. So again, a super cool case. I have one more thing to say because as is the case with most lake monster stories, um, there's always mention of a sturgeon, um, because you guys know that I don't really like lake monsters that much. I generally think they're bullshit. Um, sorry to anyone that might offend. I apologize. We can have a, a conversation about it if you'd like. Um, nine out of 10 times, I really do honestly think they're sturgeons, um, because sturgeons literally look like they're from another planet and they get so fucking big. It's unbelievable. But that being said, you know, I always go and do a little extra research about sturgeon populations in the areas that, you know, these cryptid encounters are happening to kind of prove or disprove my immediate thought that it might be a sturgeon. Um, in that moment of research, uh, how it relates to Raystown Ray, I learned that, first of all, 
freshwater sturgeon are considered an endangered species in the state of Pennsylvania um, because there are just not that many of them anymore. They've kind of been either not super, I don't want to say hunted because I don't think anyone really like fishes for sturgeon, but they've kind of, their population has dwindled because of things like pollution and um, climate change. Um, they've kind of just, they've fallen onto that unfortunate list of being an endangered species, at least in the state of Pennsylvania. That's not to say that in the entire country, it's, that's the case, but in the state of Pennsylvania, they're considered endangered. Um, during that study that I was reading, um, I also learned that historically freshwater sturgeon are only found in two specific places in Pennsylvania. Um, and with Racetown Lake being a man-made lake, they would have to manually go in and add sturgeon to it, right? Because that's how man-made lakes work. If you want fish in there, you have to put them in because they don't usually have... Uh, well, actually, I can't say that for all of them, but they don't usually have um, a, a point where they meet a previously flowing river or a previously uh, intact lake. Um, a lot of them are just one-off kind of things. So that's the case with Raystone Ray, or Raystone Lake, rather. But they're not always like that. Um, anyway, they have never put sturgeon into Raystone Lake, is what I'm saying. The only two places in Pennsylvania where there are known sturgeon populations are Lake Erie and the Delaware River, um, because the Delaware River leads out to the ocean, where um, sturgeon, who I also learned this I actually learned a while ago, but it, I was refreshed when I was researching. Um, sturgeons can kind of, they're one of those creatures that can kind of be saltwater or freshwater kind of at any given time, and they lay their little sturgeon eggs closer to the ocean um, in the colder water uh, with the currents coming in. So that's cool. So that's why they're, they're in both of those little spots there. Um, but Lake Erie is all the way at the top of Pennsylvania, whereas the Delaware River is all the way to the east, um, kind of near Delaware. Um, and they are both hundreds of miles away from Raystown Lake. So to me, I don't think that Raystown Ray is a sturgeon. I think this is quite possibly the one and only lake monster I have ever encountered that I do not think was a sturgeon. So there we go. That's part of the reason why I found it so cool. This case, just like everything about it is neat to me. Um, and then it's kind of the cherry on top that I, that I have come out of it thinking it wasn't a sturgeon because that's always how I feel. So there you go. Hopefully this episode is good enough to make up for the fact that I will not have a new one out for quite a good chunk of time um, while I move. Uh, and yeah, so I... I will see you guys when I see you guys, you know? I don't have a definitive restart date at this point, um, but as I get a little bit closer to feeling a little more ready to start producing episodes again, I will be posting on my Instagram. You can uh, follow that at the Crypto Chats Podcast. Um, and yeah, hopefully you guys will stick around and I you'll be here when I'm when I'm ready for the next one. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate you guys all the time. Um, and next time I next time I talk to you, I'll be in Texas. So I will see you then. Bye.